Well, on behalf of Mary and Joseph, I would like to thank you all for coming out to their reveal party today. But I have to be honest, some of you did not RSVP, so I hope we don't run out of cake. Uh, Yeah, so has anybody, show of hands, who's been to a reveal party before? Anyone? Yeah, me neither. Apparently, (laughs) it's the new trendy thing when you're having a baby, is to have a reveal party. And now you may be thinking, well, why didn't we have this reveal party last week when we were talking about Mary? And well, because last week we were talking about a surprise because Mary didn't know. And, you know, that was the whole thing. So you got to listen to that one online last week. But today we are having a reveal party. And here's how it works. When when you set a date, first off, you go and you have your ultrasound. And the doctor tells you if you're going to have a boy or a girl. And then you set a date for the reveal party. And you invite your closest friends and your family to have your reveal party. And at some point throughout the night, you figure out a fun way to reveal to them if you're going to have a boy or a girl. That way they know what to buy for you. I think it's kind of selfish, actually, but it's also Hallmark probably invented it. Um, (laughs) Now, I have to tell you, it just so happens a friend of mine is having a reveal party this weekend actually. And I thought, you know, they had a really cool idea because what they did is they decorated a Christmas tree in their house. And this tree has pink and blue ornaments and lights on it. And they're inviting their friend, their friends and their family over. And at the right time in their reveal party, they're turning off all the lights and they're going to either plug in the blue or the pink lights to reveal to their guests whether they're having a boy or girl. I thought, you know, that's kind of cool. Some revealers I've found in studying this have used balloons and cake. And so I thought we should have cake. And so we have this cake. It's decorated blue and pink. It says a baby changes everything. It's kind of our theme for the whole month of December. But later, and you'll have to come to the back to see, but when we cut into this cake, the inside of it is either going to be blue or pink. Because it's just, it's amazing like that. It's a Christmas miracle. That's how, (laughs) maybe not, but that's kind of how reveal parties work. And I had to explain that to you because it was something new to me. But I thought, you know, that's kind of a cool thing. And so before we get into all of that, though, I have to back up and I have to finish telling you a little bit of the story that I started telling you last week. Um, What I didn't share with you in my introduction last week was something else that kind of settled into my mind and my heart after the phone call that I got when Mitzi told me she was pregnant. You see, the reason that she called and that she didn't wait for me to come home from that youth conference was because she was dealing with some pretty serious pain. Uh, She was going through some stuff. And uh, she thought that she may be experiencing what they call a tubal pregnancy, and that can be really not well. And so she called, and, and that's something we were concerned about. So, so here we are. We're a young couple, married about five years, surprised with a pregnancy, and then actually surprised with what looked like might be a difficult pregnancy. And so I was excited, and I shared some of that with you last week, and there were all these different emotions. We're going to have a baby, but it was still too early to tell anyone. And then it was revealed that it could be a difficult pregnancy, and we really just didn't want to share with people, hey, we're pregnant, but there's complications, because that always brings people down, because first they're like, yay, and then you go, oh, you know, and then it makes other people feel awkward. So we just carried this news quietly for a few weeks, and we prayed about it, and we waited, but what settled in my heart was this prayer. And I remember this, because I got real soft when Mitzi got pregnant. And I started writing stuff down and I actually started writing a journal that I would just little letters that I was writing to Dylan. Um, But I remember I wrote this prayer down. Lord, thank you for the gift of a new life. I don't know what you're planning or why things don't seem quite right. But watch over Mitzi and our baby. 
That was pretty simple. We waited for the doctor's appointment. And finally, we found out everything was where it should be. Okay, so baby was where he belonged. Everything was okay, and we got excited. And then I found this other letter that I wrote to Dylan, and it says, Dear baby, today, because we didn't have his name yet, because we didn't. (laughs) We didn't know if it was a boy or a girl, you know. Uh, I want to name him Harley if it was a boy or a girl. Um, if it was a girl, it's going to be Harley Sue because you got to feminize it. I don't know what you're playing. Oh, sorry. Um, so we waited. We, we find out. I write the letter. I said, Dear baby, today is August 4th, 2002. Your mommy, and I, your mommy went to the doctor yesterday, and he said, Both of you are doing good. Today, your lungs and your stomach are beginning to develop. You're about this big. And I drew a little circle because... <laughs> He wasn't much bigger than that. Um, He said today everything is good. And we decided that we would only tell a few people uh, because you've only been around about six to eight weeks. But your mommy told cease, which means everyone will know soon because she loves sharing good news. And as a lady in our church, amazing woman. uh, I wrote some other things. I closed out the letter with love, daddy. And here's the thing. That's nice and it's touching. Uh, But think about this as we consider the reveal Because here's the deal. When God reveals something to us, we have a choice to make. And and I I think about that because how we react to what he has revealed to us, that's where the real importance is. It's how we react to what he's revealed. Now, we knew we were going to have a baby. We'd been married for a few years. It's part of the natural progression of how and why God created men and women. You grow up, you meet, you fall in love, you get engaged, you get married, you raise a family. This has been ordained by God since the beginning. So why would God change the plan? Right here. Here you have a good Jewish man, a hardworking carpenter. He has he has set himself up so he could, he could be successful. He could have a family according to the traditions and the customs of his time. He finds a girl. He likes her. She likes him. They become engaged. A time to plan the wedding and plan for the, pu- the future. And during this engagement period, Mary becomes pregnant. But that's not the way that God set it up originally. But it's okay because when God has a plan, it supersedes ours. We talked about last week how Mary was given the news. The angel came. And today I want to talk to you about Joseph and the reveal. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the opportunities we have to, to hear this story. This amazing story of how you loved us enough to send the very best gift. And it may seem lighthearted as we come here today with cake and, and other things. But Lord, I know that you are revealing much more to us through your word than simply that your son is here amongst us. So I pray you'll open our hearts today. Let us hear your word. And when we leave here today, let us live your word. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Joseph didn't have to wait at the doctor to find out what they were going to have. They didn't have the whole sonogram thing and, and all that stuff and ultrasounds and everything. But if you'll turn in Matthew... Uh, he tells us about the reveal. Matthew chapter, I uh, didn't write down the chapter. Chapter 1, I believe. It might be chapter 2. There it is. Chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. <laughs> All the things you think you know, and then you don't write it down. Uh, now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, Plan to send her away secretly. 
But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. And so there you have it, the reveal for us today. It is indeed a boy. So. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I have a few questions about all this. What did Joseph do when he heard this news? I would love to, to see his reaction. His initial response was that he was going to send Mary away. He was going to divorce her quietly because she was pregnant. How did Jesus change Joseph's life? How, how did Mary, a virgin, become pregnant? She and Joseph were engaged. They had not had sexual relations. And the scriptures say they didn't until after Jesus was born. No medical doctor could ever answer this question. But that was the mysterious nature of God's plan, of Mary's conception and Jesus' birth. The miraculous beginning ordained by God's power alone. Uh, imagine Mary's problem explaining this incredible experience to Joseph or to her family. She couldn't understand it herself, much less tell everybody in her life about it. Especially in that day and time, an engagement was considered as, a, as strong a commitment of, as marriage was. Even though Joseph and Mary weren't officially married, I'm not sure. He probably wanted to believe Mary, but Joseph was in a difficult situation. Engaged and committed to a woman who his family and friends would despise because of what she's done. Joseph decided it was best to break off the engagement. Imagine the heartbreak this would have been for Mary. Not only was she telling the truth, but the one person she planned to spend the rest of her life with, the one person she planned to start a family with, he felt that it was best to just walk away. After all, the woman he was pledged to marry was pregnant, and it wasn't his child. So Joseph planned to walk away. He didn't realize at that point the precious promise that, that this was to him. That is, he planned to walk away until the unusual visitor changed his perspective and revealed to him, not only will you have a son, not only is this a gift from God, but Mary will have this son and you will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And he is the baby of prophecy. And instead of walking away, I love what the Bible says in verse 24. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. But he still honored her and kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son and he called his name Jesus. By the way, Christian, right here in these verses is all the marriage advice you need. Very simply, no matter what the issue, work it out. Walking away is never a good option in God's plans. If you haven't already, you need to make up your mind in your heart and settle it in your heart that everything is forgivable. No what ifs. People make mistakes. Get over yourself. Use the same gift of compassion and forgiveness that you expect from Christ in your spouse and the other people in your life. You see how that works? 
That's something I think God can reveal to us right now. Stop holding grudges for past mistakes. Don't make plans for divorce or for separation or to sever friendships. Make plans for success. Make plans that honor God by working through tough times, Joseph, whatever they may be. Do you think it was easy for Joseph and his wife to tell their friends and family that they were both physically pure during their engagement? You wouldn't have believed them. I probably wouldn't have either. I wonder if even after the reveal to Joseph, I have to wonder, did he lose business? Did he lose friends? Did he lose his cultural integrity? In that day and age, the culture and what they did was weighed heavy on how you lived your life. Do you think that people gossiped about them as well? Or at the well, maybe? It's kind of where they all gathered. <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing about free will. The dangerous thing about free will is even after the visit from the angel, even after God revealed to Joseph, hey, Mary's telling the truth. It's exactly as she said it is. It's exactly how I planned it. It's a little surprising to you, but I've got this under control. He reveals these truths to Joseph. And Joseph, he still could have walked away. That's that's what free will does for us. Joseph still could have divorced Mary in secret. And he could have gone back to being a carpenter. He, He could have done the whole, my heart is broken, my integrity is gone. How can I love someone I don't trust? Woe is me, I can never love again. I'm crushed. He could have done all that and no one on earth would have blamed him for walking away. But the thing I like about Joseph is he chose to do what would honor God. Knowing there would be a cost of some sort involved. Knowing that people aren't going to believe that story. And when the plan was revealed and the surprise was shared, Joseph chose things like obedience to God. He chose to put Mary first, to love and protect and provide for her. There were consequences for showing up pregnant when you weren't married. He chose to be a husband and a father and a protector and a friend. What was revealed to Joseph was more than just it's a boy. And Joseph, looking at things from a husband and from a future dad's perspective, chose to be obedient to what was revealed to him. He chose obedience. He chose to honor God and his plan. He chose putting others' needs first, being Mary and and baby Jesus. So what can we learn from Joseph? We can learn to be more concerned with obedience than reputation, for one. You see, it wasn't just about taking and and keeping Mary as his wife. It was about leading his new family to follow God. I love reading through the story through Matthew, the first five chapters or so, as it talks about the first years of Jesus' life. God revealed many things to Joseph over that time frame. Besides, it's a boy. God revealed some really cool things to him. Look at Matthew chapter 2. In the flight of Egypt, the flight to Egypt, this is after the wise men have visited and left their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And verse 13, chapter 2 in Matthew says, Now when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph got up took the child and his mother while it was still night and left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. Look, Joseph again, he had a decision to make and he chose to honor God. He chose to listen to what God had to say. 
And he chose to protect his family. And this was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. At this point, I'm going to fast forward a little bit through history. King Herod slaughters all the male babies from two years old and under. Look down to verse 19. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go into the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Then, after being warned by God in a dream, he left for the regions of Galilee and came and lived in a city called Nazareth. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Do you see that, that transition, that progression again and again? Joseph chooses to honor God. He chooses to follow the will of God. When it's been revealed to him, he chooses to act on it. And in doing so, he not only follows the plan of God, but he protects Mary and the Son of God. And he provides for the safety of his family. Today, we're going to close out our worship time with a response time. And the goal for this time, as we head in this direction, is that we reflect on the things we've heard. We've had a great time of worship, prayer and songs and things about bringing gifts to God. We've heard the words of God. My prayer is that as we come to this time to respond, you'll take the time you need. Examine yourself against the word of God. Reflect back on your week. Reflect on the words that you've heard here today and and take time to pray and meditate on his word. Maybe you're in a place where your best response is to simply worship. Let the words of these songs be your prayer. Take your time. Think about these elements. It's more than just a piece of bread and, and juice. Truly reflect on what Christ has done for you. The best gift ever. When you feel that you're ready, feel free to come and take communion. If, if you need to have someone bring it to you, just raise your hand or, or ask someone. But I just want you to know, during this time, if your response is that you would like to be baptized, please come forward. We're ready to do that. If you need to pray with someone, the elders are here. We've got a quiet place over here where you can go and pray with them. I, I want to share something with you. And, and as I get there, I want to ask you just to listen with your heart with your mind wide open. Because I think, I think we need to be more like Joseph. I think we need to be more concerned with humility towards God than with our own reputation. I think we need to prepare ourselves now, set in our hearts and in our minds that we will honor God regardless of the cost. Even as Christians, I see that we often temper ourselves so that we can be more accepted by the world and by our family and our friends and our co-workers who may not quite believe what we believe or who may think that we're crazy. But sometimes in doing that and in tempering ourselves, we miss what God has revealed to us. What if Joseph stopped short of taking his family to Egypt? What if he didn't get all the way out outside the border where the king had reign? Ah, oh, this is far enough a nice place we'll hang out here sometimes in tempering ourselves we miss what god has revealed to us and i'll tell you what god has revealed to us is that if the world has persecuted him it's going to persecute us as well 
He's revealed to us that we should love our enemies. He has not revealed to us to act like our enemies. He's revealed to us that we are, we are of this world, not in this world. We need love for people. We need to pray for them, share a meal with them, share the gift of Jesus with them. In other words, we need to stop acting like our world and start witnessing to it. And just when we think that we can't do something, like share a meal or pray for our enemy or get uncomfortable and talk with someone about the love of Jesus, we need to remember that Christ, while hanging on the cross, said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. I believe that the Son of God could have done many things while he was hanging on the cross. He, he could have been vengeful. He could have been rescued. He could have said any number of things. But while the very soldiers that crucified him were gambling for his clothes, he says, Father, forgive them. And we walk around saying, they owe us an apology. He could have said any number of things. And we're down here messing up every day because none of us are perfect. He's in heaven saying, Father, forgive them. I don't know exactly how the conversation goes. But I know that when we're at our worst, Christ is at his best. And I know that he has revealed to us his amazing plan. A plan that was in place from the beginning. A plan that may have surprised a simple woman. A plan that may, may have shook a simple carpenter to his core. A plan that even when it was revealed, it was difficult at best for Mary and Joseph to follow. But it was a plan that leads all the way to the cross of Calvary and the empty tomb at Gethsemane. A plan that when fully revealed allows for us to spend eternity with him. Oh, he's given us his word so that we may prepare for Christ to return. That's what I love about the Bible. In the Old Testament, time and prophecy points to Christ's birth. And in the New Testament, and now time and scripture point to his return and his heavenly reign for eternity where we have an opportunity to be there with him. You know, in verse 23, when God revealed to Joseph that Mary would have a son, he said, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. He revealed much more than the gender of the child. He revealed the keeping of a covenant, the beginning of a new way for his people. Think on these things as we come to our time of response to God's word. As we come to that time of communion today, think about what God is revealing to us. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the gift of your son. I thank you for revealing to us in Scripture what your plan is uh, from the beginning to the end. I pray, Lord, as we take this opportunity uh, to respond to your word, that we'll, we'll look at ourselves, we'll look at our, our week, we'll look at you, that we'll compare ourselves to no one else, that we'll look to your Son for how we should shine and, and how, how we should reflect back I pray, Lord, that you'll forgive us for our shortcomings. Forgive us now as we take this time, not just for communion, but this time of reflection, this time of repentance, this time of renewal, this time of appreciation. Just thank you for who you are and for what you've done. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.